This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. John, you know, you've been spending a lot of time thinking about underprivileged, underserved markets, underserved people, and the implications on jobs and things of that sort. And I'm curious where you think AI really is going to land. I think there's no avoiding that this is what I call the third reconstruction. I've said it on your show before. It's the, you know, fourth industrial uh, revolution. It's, uh, this is, this is, this is like going from, from mankind to horses. And more probably more appropriately from horses, the transition to automobiles, which took 50 years to complete. This is probably going to happen in five years. And it's it's going to disrupt the lives of 100 million uh, working families uh, between now and 2030. And if we do it right, there will be another 100 million or plus jobs that come in and we'll train them properly. If we do it wrong, it won't just be black and brown people who have pain. It'll be my poor white brothers and sisters. In the shorter term, I think there's a, a lot of issues that people are now discussing. Uh, provenance of content is a good example and a big one, right? Like, we're, how are we going to know what content is is real, is, is generated, is from a human? You need to know that you're talking to a human or an AI when it's one or the other. I think you should. So th- there's a class of things about that. Uh, and then longer term, as these systems become really, really powerful, I do think we will need some sort of international authority um, that is that is looking at the people building the most powerful systems. Last night was probably one of the most important meetings I hosted ever because of the implications. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful because a guy like Sam is on point and Sam and I, Sam called me and said, let's do this meeting. It wasn't my idea, it was his. We had talked about it, but he took the initiative to go from the White House to our house was quite dramatic. We can decide anything we want. We collectively society, not we open AI. Um, there will be regulation. There will be many different versions of this that work. Uh, and we will have over the, in the coming years, a very rigorous discussion about how we're going to integrate this technology into our lives. And we can build in all sorts of safeguards. We can build in all sorts of rules. But if we don't have this discussion with a very broad group of people, um, we will build something that a small slice of humanity wants rather than what humanity as a whole wants. Sam has something that a lot of tech leaders don't have. I say this very respectfully. He's got IQ and EQ. Sam's the only tech leader I'm aware of that went into the underserved community ever with a new uh, technology like this to listen and not just talk and say, help me make this better, almost like a moral bill of rights, which is what, what this is probably, we probably need that as much as we need regulation. Right. And I think that this community can help him do that. Friday, 5 May in the year of our Lord, 2023, uh, for hour two of the morning edition of the War Room, evening edition, five to seven, even with four hours uh, every weekday and, you know, a couple hours on Saturday and all the time we spend together, it's not nearly enough to make sure that we can put out the information that um, this um, all-important audience 
needs to grasp the challenge ahead of us, but we're going to make our best effort, right? Joe Allen, and Joe, you've been working on a special project. I keep pulling you off because uh, you're in the middle of it now. This is CNBC spending 30 minutes a day, MSNBC. They're all they're, they're, they're obsessed with this, and the reason is they understand the magnitude of this. I've said this over a year ago, that AI and, and transhumanism is going to be a big part of the 2024 campaign. Just is. You can tell it already what's going to happen. When a guy's sitting there going, you know, it's, we're going to talk about 100 million families, 100 million jobs, households we're going to affect. And if we do it right, we'll create 100 million. Uh, but if we do it wrong, so Joe Allen, walk me through this, brother. Well, Steve, we heard a lot about Sam Altman listening. Um, you know, yesterday, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden met with uh, the tech CEOs from OpenAI, Microsoft, Google, and Thropic. Uh, at the same time, Sam Altman begins his, his tour to listen to actual human beings about what we might want uh, in regard to the technology that he's deploying. So who did we just listen to there? That was, of course, Sam Altman. Uh, that was John Hope Bryant. And uh, moderated by Andrew Sorkin, we, it, people will remember him from the War Room clips, interviewing Ray Kurzweil, interviewing the robot Sophia, uh, people like Eric Schmidt, Alex Cart from Palantir, so on and so forth. Uh, I am not ever, um, let's just say, I've, I've oftentimes been accused of being a bit cynical, and definitely my cynicism alarm bells went off listening to that. There you have Sam Altman talking about provenance of content, proving that content is made by humans. Uh, the problem arises from the technology that he is pushing forward from ChatGPT or Dolly2, the image generator, coming from OpenAI. Another project that Sam Altman is also invested in is called World ID. Um, Denver actually has a, uh, an image that we can see there. There we see the orb, uh, a sphere that takes a detailed photo of your iris so that you can attach your verified biometric identity to your digital identity uh, and thereby prove that you're human. And that is the solution uh, that Sam Altman is putting forward to the problem that he is, in fact, causing. Um, of course, uh, our listeners will also be familiar with the concept of the Fourth Industrial Revolution mentioned by John Hope Bryant, uh, the Fourth Industrial Revolution pushed by Klaus Schwab, and defined as the merging of the physical, digital, and biological worlds. Of course, the world ID fits neatly into that paradigm. And uh, John Hope Bryant uh, was actually uh, handpicked by Klaus Schwab in 2004 to become a young global leader. Uh, he attended, of course, the most recent uh, conference in Davos, where everyone was talking about open AI and artificial intelligence in general and the impact it would have on society. So John Hope Bryant, the voice of America's blacks and uh, to some extent, I guess, the voice of America's poor whites, is a young global leader uh, closely situated with Klaus Schwab and uh, clearly is on board with the fourth industrial revolution paradigm. I, I would also note that all of this talk about IQ and empathy that he was bringing up uh, this notion of empathy, which I am—I I would like to consider myself an empathic person, and I think empathic people are the best people. 
But uh, Klaus Schwab's latest book, The Great Narrative, is all about empathy. Uh, you know, the world basically discovered Klaus Schwab during the pandemic with the Great Reset and became reasonably furious at everything that they read there and the kind of cynical opportunism in the face of a pandemic. And so the great narrative is his attempt uh, to bring about a more uh, inclusive and empathic narrative so that we can be ushered into this new technological era uh, with hope and feel uh, warm and fuzzy as we become cyborgs uh, with artificial intelligence, if not ruling over us, uh, certainly as perpetual partners in our lives, generating text, generating images, making financial decisions, no, no, no. <clears throat> so on and so forth. Not, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. They're, they're going to be, the, the way the plan is, you can tell the, how they're rolling it out. And that's why this thing on empathy. They're going to part, is, on 60 Minutes, remember, it finished with the, with the, with the radiologist. They're, they're using an example. For radiology, they picked a random example. And the radiologist would be able to come in in the morning and, and go through, and AI would be able to do more and looking at charts and looking at people's cancers and all this stuff more in 30 seconds than the top doctor in the world would be able to do in years. This is just a radiologist and some, you know, some, and a, a technician, radio. And they would then, the, the, the machine or the robot or the AI would then be a, no, the, the human would just be a function, it'd be a body man. Be a body man. Like, like with President Trump when he goes around, you got a body man to get him a water or to, you know, to, to go grab something or go grab somebody or here's what I need. A body man. You're a body man to AI. It's to be, you can tell with the empathy, it's to be a partner. But wait for it. You ain't the, you're the junior partner. Remember the whole thing. This was my, my previous uh, uh, rant in the first hour of the show. This is what they want and what they're getting. And you can see this in the education. They want you to be just proletariat. Right? And now you're going to be proletariat. Now you're going to be a body man to uh, a thinking machine. Essentially what this is. A machine that can think so fast and so magnificently and then eventually is going to have consciousness. By the way, some of the top people already now think it has consciousness, at least of a six- or seven-year-old person, If correct me if I'm wrong, Joe Allen. But they want you – they're going to want you as – you're going to be – you're going to have a partner. The problem is you're not going to be the senior partner. You're going to be the body man. And that's going to be of the people that keep the jobs, not the 100 million that get displaced. There, they're going to have to think about something else. And, and to solve all this and to stop all this, they had a meeting with Kamala Harris. Doesn't that make you feel great? Coming off of her a magnificent solution to the invasion on the southern border, right? What else? Is she, she, she's done a couple other things. She went around the world. She, she's a rock star. She's a solutions provider. When I think of a solution, when I think of somebody I really want on top of a problem that can own a decision, own a room, Enforce her will and you know put her enforce her will upon events. Kamala is the is the person that comes to mind. That's who they put on this. That's where they had the meetings. The only thing that she would be able to do is cackle. To 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 the the robots would like say we can't handle this. You can't you got to stop the cackle. Joe Allen, this thing is is hurtling towards and I realize Sam Altman going around and having a listening tour. How dumb do they think you are? I mean, you've got to remember, 
we try to respect you by making the show tough and giving you information and economists and FT and capital markets and geopolitics and you know get the we had Bishop Schneider on here yesterday. We try to get the best and the brightest in here to talk and and, and to be able to share with you. And it's pretty easy against our opposition who have no respect for you whatsoever. They think you're a bunch of dumb cattle. And so Sam Altman, give me about Sam Altman's listening tour. He's going out and talking to, he's listening to human beings, and this is what he's getting feedback about what you, what you, your feedback on what, what you think about your new digital overlords. Is that what he's asking for input on? How about this? I don't want a digital overlord. Yeah, I think I'm built. I think I'm made in the image and likeness of God. I like that. I, I'm for the, I'm for these guys, the Homo sapiens. Let's, I'll take this. We're the ones made in the image and likeness of God, right? With the Holy Spirit as a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. Is he? Is you think Sam Altman's out there? Uh, you think Sam Altman's out there asking those questions, getting that feedback, brother Joe Allen? Look, I don't know how malicious or uh, sinister a guy like Sam Altman is. I only can speak from my perspective and other legacy humans uh, and, and Luddites, really. Uh, and what I see is it, it doesn't really matter whether he's sincere or not in this listening tour, that he is creating a technology that will be profoundly distru- disruptive and destructive for those who are not readily positioned to benefit from it. Uh, while he's going on this listening tour, Bill Gates, who is still a big figure at Microsoft, which if it doesn't control OpenAI, they certainly are making big decisions about how their technology is deployed. Bill Gates is pushing for artificial intelligence to become the kind of gold standard for teaching, meaning that no matter what any adult thinks about this, they are creating human AI symbiotes of the coming generation. It won't matter what we think if they're able to get to them first. That's what I see here. Exactly. That is the perfect summary. It ain't going to matter. You know why? Because the thinking machine doesn't really care what his body man thinks. That's where we're headed. Uh, Joe Allen, fantastic. How to, I'm gonna send you go back to your project now, Joe. You're working on a massive project. We'll be able to announce in a couple of weeks. What? Uh, where do people get to you, sir? You can find me at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab, jobot.xyz, and social media, Twitter and Twitter at joevotxyz. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Dr. Terrell Marshall going to be in the house here momentarily also have ben harnwell from rome shocking private art showing in the eu about jesus friends it's hard to trust anything anymore our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed are you prepared for things to get worse because true freedom comes from self-reliance and that means having emergency food on hand invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today, 
you get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, we're going to have tomorrow uh, elements of the conference, World War III, the early years. We're going to get tomorrow more geopolitics, uh, more international politics, national security. Also, uh, Philip Patrick is going to join me. Uh, CNBC finally reporting it. I got it up on Getter. You know, the central banks now are in a bigger role buying gold in 23 than they were in 22, which was a record year, at least since 1950, which I think is when they started keeping this statistic. Go to Birch Gold. And by the way, you're you're the head of the creditors committee. You got homework assignments. We're going to do a lot of homework this weekend because Tuesday's the big, uh, that's Tuesday's the meeting day. So let's um, make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the end of the dollar empire. We've been doing this for about a year, year and a half. The third installment ripped from today's headlines is the debt trap. It gets you up to speed on everything you need to know as a member of the creditors committee on what this, uh, and, and by the way, we don't talk about gimmicks. We've broke it. You got to understand something, folks. We broke these people. You got, you got a guy that's got a Nobel prize from the Norwegians, right? And he's talking about printing, minting a $1 trillion coin gimmick to get past you. That's a victory. You've broken them. You you know how hard it was for Paul Krugman to write that? We're going to rub his nose in that because that's a gimmick, and it's a dangerous gimmick. It's dangerous for the New York Times to print that and put this crap up there every day. So go there right now and, and check it out. Okay, uh, I want to put Dr. Taylor Marshall, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Huge fan of your writing and, and everything. We've done so many specials with you. We had a very special, we had Bishop Schneider here in the show last night and then had a very special dinner with some spiritual warriors that was just incredible. And I'm going to spend some time with Dr. Marshall, talk about the spiritual warfare that we're in. I want to go to the first, Ben Harnwell. Um, and this is what the crisis it is. And, and, and you have to understand, we had Tom Williams on here from Rome. Dr. Tom Williams in this book about Christian persecution, he say, hey, it's going to get worse than anything in first century Rome, and it's coming. And here's one of the reasons it's coming. Talk to me about what the EU is doing right now in, in your, and I tell you what, the art he's about to talk about, we can show him only one picture. The rest of the art is too obscene to put up. It's too obscene almost to be seen, but it, it, to put up. Um, ben Harnwell. Well, this is an excellent setup for your uh, for your investigation now with, with Dr. Marshall, um, because this is pure Ephesians twelve six territory here. This is an exhibition that they've held um, between the second and the fifth of May, so it closes today, which is the feast day of Pope Saint Pius the fifth. Let's just mention that and quickly move on. Um, and this exhibition, which was uh, denied access to actually members of the tax paying public, is so obscene. Um, 
it gives us an illustration into what's going on in the minds of the politicians who organise this, Steve, and, and which party are they? Well, it's obviously the Swedish left. Um, it's a shame, but I absolutely understand that we can't, you know, this is a family show, we can't show some of the images that, that illustrate the, the degree of degradation, deviancy um, and freakishness that, are, uh, that, that is uh, being promoted here by the very people who own and control our culture throughout the West. Um, but you're just going to have to take our word for it. It's pretty gross. Um, and this is, Steve, this is the left. This is what the left does. This is what it enjoys going to see. This is what it considers to be art when it's behind closed doors. So we've, in a certain sense, we, we have a pr privileged opportunity here to see inside the minds of the left um, and see what they consider to be high art. It's depraved. Um, it's organised by a, a Swedish lesbian photographer. That those, uh, those, I should say, are her illustrations that are being promoted at this exhibition. Um, and you know, we've we've been Christians fighting in the public square have been um, suffering. But but hold on, but hold on, but hold, whoa, 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 slow down. Hang on, hang on. I have no problem with the lesbian Swedish photographer. She's an artist. She can do what she, she can do what artists do. Okay, that that's her deal. She's got to answer for that. That's her deal. My problem is the sociopathic overlords that would use taxpayer money and put this up and accept, and then not let the public come in and see it what they've done. And they talk about all oh, these conspiracy theories. You got these Q people. They're all crazy about all this stuff and these conspiracy theories. They're fueling it. The problem is, tell me about the exhibit. I, the, 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 and I want, we'll put up a link so that the, the uh, adults and the public can go see this. So you should see it. In fact, we should have our noses rubbed in this. And this is not about the lesbian photographer that's the creator. That's her deal. Okay? She's got to answer for that. She'll be weighed and measured. Okay? People, have, people are free. They're free to make these decisions. She's made a decision, and she's making an artistic statement. That is what it is. That's not what the issue here is. Official uh, institutions are not just supporting it. They're promoting it, and they're promoting it in the way they get best of both worlds. They get to promote it among the sociopathic overlords internally so they can smirk and smug, but more important, reinforce how superior they are to this peasant's religion, this, excuse me, peasant superstition, and mock it, look what we've done, but they will not let the public in. Ben Harnwell. Steve, I, I left the, uh, the European Parliament um, 15 years ago, and I have to say it has gone, I mean, it was at a pretty, it's always been, in my estimation, uh, at, uh, at a nadir, but it's, if it were possible, it has gone down uh, even further downhill since I left. So the only people who could um, attend this this artistic exhibition are, you know, people, former people like me uh, with, with the appropriate badge, uh, members of the European Parliament themselves. And that's basically it. Organised, as I say, by taxpayers' money, but deprived the opportunity. Uh, you know, in one sense, it's a blessing uh, that taxpayers can't go and see how their money is being wasted yeah. because of the outrage but, it would generate. But, if I can but, push back on one point, Steve, if I can push back on one point. Go, please, you, know, you say, please, please. You say you say that the issue here isn't that it's that, that this is so-called artwork organized by 
a Swedish um, lesbian photographer. You know, in, in one aspect, that's absolutely true. Can I just, however, say that for Christians who've been suffering these outrages basically since the 60s onwards, it, you know, I put this out on, on, on Getter this morning. It's not courageous. It's not brave. It's not stunning to do these things against uh, the Judeo-Christian let me push back. Let me, let me push back. I didn't say it was brave. I didn't okay. say any of those. It's not. It's not brave. She it's wouldn't stopped. do it to Mohammed. She exactly. wouldn't do it to Mohammed because she'd have exactly. her head on us. Right. Okay. That's, but I didn't say that. Exactly I said so. she's, as an artist, she makes choices. She made a choice. I understand how artists make choices. She ain't going to make, just like we're going to play, we're going to play for Dr. Marshall and play the witch to turn the Bible. She wouldn't do it with Quran. I admire the Muslims for that. I admire that they're, they're not going to back down. That's their strength. That's why Reverend Hagee used to say, hey, the problem in Europe, you got the churches are empty and the mosques are full. I got to bounce, Ben, but we'll, we'll come back to this. But, but this is what Tom Williams is saying. That art in the EU putting it on for people officially in the EU but not letting other people see it shows you the Judeo-Christian West – is not now post-Christian, it's anti-Christian by its leadership. And if you're prepared to accept it, it's going to get first century Rome anti, it's going to get Diocletian. You're going to get the Diocletian anti-Christian and you're going to get there pretty quickly. The guy in the transhumanism thing, let me not bury the lead from the last thing. He said, wait for it, five years. Five years. It's coming. Ben, uh, thank you. This is a fantastic get. We got a lot more to get to. Uh, I appreciate. It. How do people get to your social media? You're doing an amazing job. Steve, it's uh, simply my surname Harnwell on Getter at Harnwell, and I'm also pushing out content on the Warring newsletter. And I might be doing a dive into this uh, image that you show, which is to give a brief explanation. This is our Lord and Savior here, surrounded uh, by BDSM. Um, apostles. That's that's that, that's the idea behind this. This is Embrace this it. is the founder of our of our religion and our faith and our salvation. Surrounded, it's by the living. The it's the living apostles. God. That's a living. That's a living God right there. I want everybody to look at that in, in in your prayers this weekend. In your prayers this weekend, think about that. Thank you, Ben, Doctor Taylor Marshall. Your thoughts and observations on this. Well, if this was the Quran. If this was an image of Muhammad, even if it were one of the heroes of the left, there'd be outrage. If this was attacking Dylan Mulvaney or something like this, making fun of or him. Or Gandhi or Martin Luther King, you pick it. Yes, pick they it. would be up in outrage. And as you said, the problem is empty churches and full mosques. It's, it's The problem's on our own doorstep here. And I think Christians need to be vocal, and we need to say this is an outrage. This is God. This is the Son of God. And I think we were talking about this last night. There's this idea that in our culture that there can be a neutral vacuum with no principles, philosophy, theology, and that's not true. Wherever there's a vacuum, there's always something that comes in, and we are against a religion of secular humanism, which is transitioning into transhumanism. And unless we lift up the cross and get back to our roots as a Christian culture, we will lose. It's over. Dr. Taylor Marshall, you know where he's a great wingman? It's a perfect tee-up for the next segment. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial. That was genius. We didn't even talk about it. We're going to take a short commercial break. Uh, uh, Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer is going to join us. 
pastors for Trump, the Guardian and, uh, and, and all the big left-wing media has got him in the gun sights because uh, they say he's committed the crime of being a Christian nationalist. That's the new crime. The sociopathic overlords have a new crime. You're a Christian nationalist. Okay, we'll take a short commercial break. Dr. Taylor Marshall's in the house. Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer joins us after a short commercial break. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. I can only take so much that it wouldn't shut down. That's why I can't take too much of them. We'll get to Dr. Taylor Marshall in a minute. Let me bring in Jackson, Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer. Pastor Jackson, I don't know if we got the Guardian story. Lead story in the Guardian the other day, sir, singled you out, accused you. I don't know if it's an accusation, but then it is that you're a Christian nationalist, sir. You're leading a Christian nationalist movement, and you've got 7,000 pastors, something called Pastors for Trump, and you're having a Coven meeting on 11 May at Doral uh, before um, Clay Clark and the team, General Flynn, kick off uh, one of their events. Uh, t- tell me, what is the truth and what is the spin of the Guardian, sir? 
Well, Steve, first, thanks for having me on. Love everything that you have been doing and continuing to do. And uh, yeah, The Guardian, The Washington Post, Rolling Stone, New York Times, they have all labeled me as a uh, Christian nationalist. And they mean it in a very negative way. <clears throat> Every single time you read it, it's that I'm a threat to uh, democracy. Well, if you just take the two words, you know, do I identify as a Christian? Yes. What is a Christian? A follower of Christ. I am a Christian. What is a nationalist? Well, a nationalist is someone who believes that the interest of their country should come before the interest of other countries and how their government operates. Therefore, uh, I'm a Christian, an American first individual, and they don't mean it in those terms. They mean it as a very negative, derogatory thing. But I will tell you, Christian nationalism is not a threat to the American democracy and republic. I, I believe Christian nationalism is the only hope for the American republic to survive because what we have been infiltrated by is a bunch of godless globalists. See, those are basically the two categories. If you're not an American nationalist Christian, you're a godless globalist in that sense. And they're trying to get Christians not to participate in the geopolitical world. Just be a Christian. We're okay if you're just a Christian. But if you get involved in politics, well, then we're going to run hit piece after hit piece after hit piece upon you. But that but just tells it, me it, we're over it, the target. Is it, is it, isn't there – hang on. Isn't there, isn't there their interpretation different that – I'm not saying – I don't think they have a problem with you being a Christian, and I'm not sure they have a problem with you being a nationalist. Well, they probably have a problem with both of those, okay, as qua-Christian and qua-nationalist. But – their point when they combine them, and they always most of the time put the term white before it, white Christian nationalist, that you're, you're nothing, you're, you're just different in degree, not kind, from the mullahs in Persia, in Tehran, that you're a theocrat. You're essentially a theocrat. Yeah. You're, you're, you are the four, you're the, you are a pastor, Jackson Lomar, the, Amer the American Christian Taliban. What say you, sir? I've been called that as well several times on Twitter, the American Christian Taliban. And here's the reality. None of us have ever advocated for that at all. Here's what we advocate for. I want to elect godly men, godly women who happen to be Christian into public office. That is just my stance. You know, the largest voting block in the United States of America is the evangelical voting block. If evangelicals would simply get out and vote, I'm telling you, we'd flip this country in a minute. Within 10 years, we could flip the nation in regards to who's holding public office. If Christians just simply got out to vote, they know that. They're very afraid of that. Therefore, this is why they push back. Don't get involved, especially as a pastor. Don't get involved in politics because they know the influence that pastors have. How do you mobilize the largest voting bloc in America? You mobilize pastors because they're parishioners, their congregation, they listen to them. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're mobilizing pastors to groups. mobilize the evangelical we, vote. Pa pa Pastor Lomar, we got to bounce. How do people get to your site, the Pastors for Trump, and how they find out more about your 11 May? We'll have you back on and go in details, but how do they find out now about your 11 May um, gathering at the Doral in Miami? Yes, so on Thursday, May the 11th, we'll be at Trump Doral holding a great event. You can go to pastorsfortrump.com, pastors for F-O-R, or the number for either will work, pastorsfortrump.com, and they can register for our national prayer calls as well as our upcoming events. That Steve, we would love to have you up here at one of them. Pastor, uh, thank you very much for the invitation, and uh, keep fighting. Great work. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, sir. Yes, sir. Christian nationalism, this is the new vector of attack.
put in the minds of the left. They they see the power of what Jackson Lawmar is talking about. They understand that there's I don't know thirty million Christians that don't vote that are not engaged. A lot of those from the from the concept of, you know, I'm religious. I don't want to get involved in the mundane of day to day politics. Is that mentality acceptable anymore when we're on the we're on the edge of the abyss? Well, what they're doing is they're associating it with Nazism. That's what they're doing. They're just putting the word Christian in there and then sending out the message that these white, are... White Christian Nazis. Exactly. That's white that's Christian the, Nazis. that's okay. what's going on here. And I think we, as Christians, need to say our culture must be built on the logos. That's the Greek word, the word of God, who is Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. They want to say, no, we're going to have a neutral society where there's a separation of church and state, and Christianity has nothing to do with the public square. If we settle for that, those rules, we lose every we time. Lose. Because the serpent is not neutral. Exactly. It's not a neutral. Exactly. Tell me why it's not neutral. It's not neutral because, A, original sin, we, we're all tempted, right? We all have a concupiscence bending us, tempting us towards sin. Uh, and also... There is either God, Logos, the Word made flesh, or chaos. Those are the two ends of the spectrum. And we're always moving towards one or the other. We're going towards an ordered society that is good, true, beautiful, where children thrive, families thrive, civilization grows and flowers, or we are tipping towards chaos, where we define reality, we define marriage, we define gender, we define human transhumanism and whatever god has said about it gets cast out if we agree to those rules we will lose the left knows if we agree so when they hear christian we want christianity in politics they label it christian nationalism nazism they know that if christians start to assert christ is king logos in the public square we win we automatically win look at what happened from the time of constantine all the way through up until the 1800s, Christian culture, where it was going, was thriving. You see hospitals, you see orphanages, you see education, you see the entire flourishing of what we know as civilization. And it was a blessing. It was good. People benefited from it. Whereas, were there problems? Were there mistakes? Were there, yes, we're billion people of course there's all kinds of and we're humans it's exactly imperfect but in an imperfect world it was building towards something for the greater good where more people are coming out of poverty and look you had slavery had horrible horrible things but you're working towards eradicating those exactly and so you know back in the 1300s there was this new idea called nominalism and that was against realism and realism is the idea that everything in reality is defined, is real, because there is a God. Socrates talks about this. Plato talks about this. Aristotle talks about this. But in the 1300s, you have men like Occam and others, and they start pro- uh, promoting this idea of nominalism. And nominalism is the idea of giving things nomina, names, that we humans are naming reality. This goes back to the 1300s. This is really the root of what you just saw on TV of ripping up the Bible, of transgenderism, transhumanism. We humans are defining reality. We're defining what a flower is or what a dog is or what a squirrel is. 
once you begin to bite that apple and you start rolling that out from 1300 on to now, we are now defining everything. God is gone. He's, he is exiled, they believe. And now we are the ones. Man is the measure of all things, not God. Secularism, a neutral public square, is always God defining things. It is always nominalism. It is philosophical nominalism, and it is danger. It Nominalism ultimately comes, we were talking in the break, comes to its full fruition in Nietzsche. Will to power. And we saw in the 1800s great theologians, great popes, Pius IX, Leo XIII, they were warning society that nominalism has come to full fruition and we are about to enter into, and I'm not going to hold back any words here, satanic revolution. Pope Leo XIII had a vision of Satan and he went and he composed a prayer, the St. Michael prayer, asking God to bind Satan upon earth because he knew we were about to enter into the most satanic century so far, the 1900s, and now we're even getting worse. It, even in Blake, who was no you know, Christian, but the satanic mills of, of London when he wrote Jerusalem. But you go back to the state, Pius Ninth, you've got Pius Tenth, you've got Leo. With the, the steam engine in the Industrial Revolution, they saw they were able to look down range and see with these massive, invent, massive advances in technology that had much good it could do for the human race. Also had the, just like the, just like the artificial intelligence, it has the kernel of great destructive power. They saw the 20th century. The power of, the, of their revolt against modernity there was that they saw Nietzsche, Nietzsche saw it and they saw it, right? Exactly. And they, and they warned us. That was the syllabus of eras and the, and the mm-hmm. oath against modernity, all that. They warned us about modernity. Yes. And what's sad is, is we, we Christians, we had such an, a beautiful and strong intellectual tradition. Uh, Catholics, Christians were conversant in these things. And so many of us now think, well, yeah, like you said earlier, I'm a Christian, but I don't want to impose my beliefs on reality. I'm just going to have you know, my cross in my bedroom at home, and that's where it stays. And that is not Christianity. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the nations. You have to go out there and be salty. What is salt worth if it loses its savor? He says, go into all nations, teaching them what I've commanded you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The book of Revelation talks about Christ's kingdom going to every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is a universal global mandate because what God has called us to do is to know, love, and serve him forever. And his logos, his divine son, must provide the rational paradigm, the rational holy matrix for how we live as humans. And if we say that is regulated just to our hearts privately, quietly. It needs to be there. Absolutely. But what did Jesus say? From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what we're doing now. We're speaking. And if we don't speak in the public square, we lose every time. Short commercial break. Dr. Taylor Marshall will join us when we return in the world. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. 
I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. Community outside of the virtual, virtual. Rebellion comes in many forms to each and their own, within their own capabilities and their own situation. For some of us, merely existing one more day is victory. But for those of us who can, we must stand up for those who cannot. They're, doing, they're, they're, they're then doing the unbaptisms, right? Tell me about this is a spiritual war right there. You're seeing that they're, they're stealing a march on us, are they not? Yeah. And, and people say, oh, this is the new thing. You're so brave for being trans or Satanist or whatever. But imagine if they, we talk about if they'd have the Quran, the Muslims would be out burning the hotel down where they were at. But she about, wouldn't have got, she'd have gotten about three pages into oh. that rip. In the, and I, that's, I admire them. I admire the, 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 I admire the fact that what they stand up for what they believe. They would not let that happen. And, there, and there's not one uh, elite, uh, imam that would tell them uh, to go down and pray in front of it. I'm just saying. They, they wouldn't. they say, hey, this is not going to happen on our watch. That's what they would say. And the backstory to this is the cardinal was informed of this. Catholics were going out there to pray outside the hotel, and the cardinal, the Catholic cardinal says, stand down, don't go. Many Catholics went anyway. And yet the same cardinal tells Catholics to go out and represent and protest for BLM. Of course, because that's, that's, infil- that's social justice warrior. That's an infiltration of the church. Where What do you mean by that? We have had, over the last 150 years, a planned assault on the church. They learned from Diocletian up to Napoleon, if you attack the church from without, you kill their leaders, kill their holy ones, you create martyrs. And the seed of the church is the blood of the martyrs. So, after Napoleon... 
into the 1800s, they decided we cannot do external attacks on the church, on the Christians. What we need to do is we need to worm our way in. We need to infiltrate the ranks. We need to get into the seminaries. We need to get into the colleges. We need to get into the priesthood and the pastors. We need to get into the episcopate, the hierarchy, the cardinals. And we have to attack it quietly, patiently from the inside. They did that in the church. They did that in the countries, in the nations. And so now, instead of having to fight against Diocletian or Nero or Napoleon, we have our own shepherds and pastors pulling us down, telling us, stand down. Go out for BLM. Go out for immigration or go out for Joe Biden even. They'll stand up and take pictures of Joe Biden. But when it comes to standing up for Christ against Satanism or ripping up a Bible... Stay home. Don't get involved with that. You shall know them by their fruits. You know, the great Stoic dictum in Latin, acta non verba. Actions, not words. If you want to know if someone truly serves the Lord, actions, not words. It's easy to say, I believe. You must have works. You know, if you love me, Jesus says, you'll obey my commandments. There needs to be an outward overflow from the heart. And we have these hierarchs, these pastors, these cardinals who are infiltrated. And, you know, they never came out and said, vote for Joe Biden. But they took photos. They posted pictures of Biden and Pope Francis together. They definitely pushed that. Pelosi. And Pelosi. Biden goes to Rome. He meets with the Pope. Pope says, go to communion. And yet he stands for, he's completely opposed to what the Bible teaches about marriage, holy matrimony, about gender, sexuality, about the sanctity of life. Um, all of these things, he is not only neutral, he is opposed. And yet you have all these pastors and all their robes and their, and their finery, and they are endorsing this. And we need to not only acknowledge that Christians have been duped by not speaking in the public square, but we've also been duped because these so-called shepherds, and Jesus talks about this. He said, there are shepherds and there are hirelings, and the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. That means we sheep, we lay people, have to listen. And Jesus promises us there'll be false pastors, false shepherds. A lot of people say, when I say these things, like, well, you're speaking against the church. How can you say, these are these are the bishops of the church. You know, you can't say these things. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, multiple times in the four gospels said, there will be false shepherds, false prophets. There will be wolves in sheep's clothing. I mean, this is a major part of the message of Jesus Christ. Amongst the 12 apostles, one was Judas. So this idea of infiltration and of bad shepherds, false leaders, wolves in sheep's clothing is as old as Christianity itself. It's in the apostolic college and it's in the teaching of Jesus. And so to be truly Christian is to heed what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that is the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. There are wolves among us. And we got to follow the shepherd. Ultimately, the greatest shepherd is our Lord, Jesus Christ. How do people find out more about your work? Uh, Twitter, TaylorRMarshall.com. But most people follow me on YouTube, Dr. Taylor Marshall, 
on YouTube. And how often is the uh, show? Do you have a regular? Is the show Just about every day? I've been I've been traveling this week. Of course, I'm in DC now. So when I'm not in the studio, of course, it's hard to. Is, is is there a set time for the show, or is it just usually two p.m. Central? Two p.m. Central. That's usually when I go. So live. that'd be three o'clock mm-hmm. uh, East Coast. Yep. And and the show normally takes an hour. An hour. An hour. Mm-hmm. And you do it every day that you're in in, in Texas. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, are you also teaching anywhere? So I, I run the New St. Thomas Institute. So it's a, it's an online institute, and we teach philosophy, theology, apologetics, church history. Uh, we have a, a whole course on the Latin Mass and the Roman Rite, uh, Old Testament, New Testament. And the idea is a lot of people want to go back to school and study Aristotle or Thomas Aquinas, but they're not going to go enroll in a college. So we create and deliver online courses. Perfect. So you sign up, and it's just a, mem- a monthly membership. One, one more time. How do people get to all of that? NSTI.com. NSTI.com. New St. Thomas Institute. And then what's your social media? Uh, at Twitter, Taylor R. Marshall. Fabulous. Okay, Charlie Kirk, two hours of populist nationalism served up hot, as only Charlie Kirk can, can serve it in the great team there. I know Jack Basovic's over in Hungary right now with this incredible CPAC. I want to thank Dr. Taylor Marshall for coming back for this very special dinner. We'll talk about more of that next week and uh, joining us here in the world. Fantastic wingman. Teed up teed up the uh, the, the Christian nationalist pastors quite well. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to be back here 5 to 7. Charlie Kirk's next. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com. Promo code War Room. Keep the production lines going in Minnesota. The MyPillow 2.0. Go check it out now. See you back here 5 o'clock. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace 
case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.